0: Welcome to crazy enough to win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today our topic is something that at first may sound very difficult to comprehend, but we're going to break it down so that you understand it. And we're actually going to give you some examples to understand the concept of fundamental attribution error. And the question is, why do we misjudge others? Why is there a tendency as human beings for us to misjudge others around us? Well, hang on tight. You are going to enjoy today's episode. So the fundamental attribution error, also known as FAE, is the same as the correspondence bias or attribution effect. Now, don't let me lose you. This is gonna get simple to understand. It is a cognitive bias that influences how individuals perceive and interpret the behavior of others. So where did it come from? Where was it originally coined? And it started with a social psychologist named Lee Ross and his friend, Richard Nisbet in 1977 and the fundamental attribution error refers to the tendency of people to overemphasize dispositional or personality based explanations for the actions of others while underestimating situational factors. And this podcast is going to explore the origins, the key concepts and what you're probably looking for, which are real life examples and the implications of fundamental attribution error, and it will shed light on human judgment and decision-making complexities. So I'm going to break this down so that it's really easy to understand, but I've got to get through some of the basics first in order to get to the good stuff. So you don't want to miss the end of this episode. This is going to have something powerful for you. So FAE emerged from research conducted by Lee Ross and his colleagues in the late 1970s, and The researchers observed that individuals often attribute others' behavior to internal characteristics rather than considering external situational factors. The way I like to explain it to others is that when we someone else doing something, see someone doing something that we consider to be wrong, we judge them. We don't consider the external situation, yet when we do the same behavior ourselves, We seem to always consider the situational factors, and this inclination to judge others based on dispositional traits such as personality or character or intelligence is fundamental to human social cognition. So think of it this way, if we see someone behaving in a certain way, we might be tempted to say, well, they're lazy or they don't care about their job or they're this or they're that. We label them. Yet when we do the same thing, we justify the behavior because of what's going on around us. So the key concepts underlying fundamental attribution error include, here is going to be your list. So if you're taking notes, you may want to pause the episode and write some of these down. But the first error is dispositional attribution, and this is where people tend to explain the behavior of others by attributing it to inherent traits or personal characteristics. For instance, observers may assume they are lazy or irresponsible if someone is consistently late to work. That's dispositional attribution. The second one is called situational attribution. Conversely, situational attribution involves explaining behavior based on external factors or circumstances. Using the same example, considering that person is facing transportation issues or has problematic commute can lead to situational attribution for their lateness. So is this making sense? Here's another concept around this. It's called actor-observer bias. And the actor-observer bias is related to fundamental attribution error, but from the perspective of the person being judged their behavior versus that of others. They're lazy compared to someone. When individuals evaluate their actions, they tend to emphasize situational factors that influence their behavior, whereas when judging others, they tend to focus on dispositional factors. Here's another uh, key thing to remember, key concept to remember as I get into some of the examples later on in this episode, cultural and individual differences. Cultural norms and individual personality traits can influence the prevalence of the fundamental attribution error. Some cultures may place more emphasis on situational explanations, while others prioritize personal characteristics. So if you've ever heard of island time, I've done work in Hawaii and Guam. People's concept of time is different in different parts of the world. Some cultures, it's fashionable to be late for meetings, while in others, it is not. So this fundamental attribution error manifests itself in real-life situations, influencing our perceptions and interactions. And here's the good stuff you wanted to get to. Here are the real-life examples. For instance, number one, road rage. When experiencing road rage, drivers may attribute the aggressive behavior of another driver to that person's bold personality. rather than considering the potential situational factors like being late or stressed. Here's another way it can manifest itself, success and failure. In the workplace or academic settings, people may attribute their success to personal attributes such as intelligence and hard work, but attributes other success to external factors like luck or easy tasks. Yeah, we put in all the work, that's why we had success but they just got lucky. The next one is stereotyping. The fundamental attribution error can contribute to stereotyping. For example, if someone witnesses an individual from a particular ethnic background, behaving rudely, they may wrongly assume that everyone from that group is impolite. The next is victim blaming. In the case of accidents or misfortunes, observers may attribute the victim's actions to their negligence or carelessness without fully considering external circumstances or factors. In other words, they were a victim of their own behavior. They caused that negative thing to happen. And the fundamental attribution error significantly affects interpersonal relationships social dynamics and conflict resolution. So let's talk about how conflict comes into the equation. Misunderstandings and conflict attributing others actions solely to their character can lead to misunderstanding and conflict. It hinders empathy and can escalate tensions in various contexts, including personal relationships, workplace interactions and social encounters. Here's another one, inaccurate perceptions. By overemphasizing dispositional factors, individuals may form erroneous impressions of others leading to biased judgments and decisions. We see this with people labeling the millennial generation as lazy or that they don't care. It is an inaccurate perception because There are lazy people and people who don't care in every generation. Now, it can also uh, manifest itself in stereotyping and prejudice. The fundamental attribution error can contribute to the reinforcement of stereotypes and prejudices. While people repeatedly attribute negative behavior to a particular group, it reinforces their biases against the group. Uh, a funny way to look at that is saying that Asians are all good at math. And there was a study that talked about this, this stereotype with, with Asians. And what the study revealed is that they were taught at an early age not to give up so early on a math problem. And their willingness to keep working until they get the aha moment or they find the solution to the problem is what creates this stereotype. Pretty cool, right? Here's another, lack of empathy. Viewing others' actions only through the lens of personality traits can hinder the ability to empathize and understand the challenges they may be facing. In other words, we don't consider what's going on around them, and we just blame their personality for it. They're just being aggressive. Well, we don't know that they may have grown up in an aggressive home. So how do we overcome the fundamental attribution error. How do we get over these tendencies? That's the magic I promised you toward the end of this podcast. That's where we're going to finish and give you some time to reflect. So while the fundamental attribution error is a natural cognitive bias, it's natural folks, it's human nature. Individuals can take steps to reduce its impact and foster a more accurate perception of others here's the here's the power behind this most people don't wake up one day deciding to behave differently from others around them everyone acts based on emotions and then justifies those actions or those decisions with rational thinking we rationalize the behavior that we uh, take and that we we think it's okay because of the rationalization. So we can do something that's completely irrational and then justify it with rational thought. So here's some ways to have a more accurate perception of others. The first is awareness and reflection. Awareness of the fundamental attribution error and actively reflecting on our thought process can help identify instances where we may be making dispositional attributions without considering situational factors. In other words, if we can reflect on our thought, a friend of mine calls this metacognition, thinking about how we're thinking. If we can think about how we're thinking, it will allow us to get out of the trap of fundamental attribution error. The second way to get better at fundamental attribution error is considering context. Understanding the context and the external circumstances surrounding someone's behavior can help avoid hasty judgments. Here's an example with respect to road rage. If you teach people to watch for those people making mistakes, pulling out in front of you, if they expect the car to pull out in front of them, they don't get the dope of adrenaline, the dump of adrenaline in their bloodstream and their not going to be as angry as when they're surprised. So what I teach is if you can expect the behavior, your response is going to be more rational than emotional. If someone surprises you, if someone scares you, if someone does things that you don't expect, that's when we get the dump of adrenaline and that's when we may experience something like road rage. So the next way to get better at this is to practice empathy. Developing empathy involves putting oneself in other shoes and considering their experiences and emotions, which can counteract the tendency to rely on dispositional attributions. So one way to consider that is if, uh, if you grew up in a household where there was not a lot of emotion, not a lot of touching, not a lot of encounter, it may cause you to be less socially confident in the workplace today. And instead of labeling someone as a recluse or someone as a loner, we may need to understand and practice empathy that they were never given those skills at an early age in life. The next way to deal with fundamental attribution error is seek information. Gathering additional information about a situation or an individual can provide a more balanced view, helping to avoid Jumping to conclusion based on limited observations. So there's a great concept behind this. If you are ever in a situation and you are triggered based on the conversation, now you're triggered in one of two ways most often. You're triggered to win. In other words, you have to win the argument or you're triggered to min. You're triggered to minimize the argument. And a lot of this depends on how you were raised. But if when you're triggered, if you can name your trigger, you can tame your trigger. That's from my friend Craig Weber. Name it. You can tame it. If you know you're triggered, name that you're triggered. Hey, I'm feeling triggered right now. And if you feel triggered, the thing to do as far as seeking information is to seek to understand what's triggering you. In other words, when you feel triggered, try to understand what's causing you to be triggered. And if you can name your trigger, you can tame it. If you can figure out why you're triggered, you know, you can get information from others. So here, here's an egregious example of that. If someone came up to me and said, John, I think you're a jerk. Instead of me being triggered by that, I can say, you know what? I probably am from time to time. Help me understand what you're seeing that I'm not seeing. And Craig Weber also gave us three questions. He says, when you're, when you're feeling triggered... When you're feeling fundamental attribution error, you can do three things. You can ask three questions. The first question is, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? This gets to the environmental issue. What are they seeing that I'm not seeing? They're a rational human being. They, 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 they've got to be seeing something that I'm not seeing. And then the second question is, what am I seeing that they're not seeing? You know, what perspective do I have that they don't have? And then the third question is what are we both missing so to recap the three questions when you feel triggered what are they seeing that I'm not seeing what am I seeing that they're not seeing and what are we both not seeing it's a great way to get out of the trap so fundamental attribution error is an inherent part of human cognition that influences how we perceive and judge others. This is where the misjudgment comes in. This is how we misjudge other people based on what we see and not necessarily what we understand. This is us jumping to conclusions. And folks, I teach organizations this technique and it's powerful for minimizing or mitigating conflict in the workplace. Because here's the general rule. Most people want to come to work and have a successful day, to have successful outcomes. It's this fundamental attribution error that gets in the way or causes unnecessary conflict. And by recognizing this cognitive bias and by being mindful of its effects, individuals can strive to assess others' behavior accurately rather than just perception. And reducing the prevalence of FAE in our interactions can lead to greater empathy. It can lead to greater understanding. It can lead to improved social dynamics. And as our knowledge of cognitive bias continues to evolve, addressing the fundamental attribution error remains essential in fostering healthier and more harmonious relationships in our increasingly diverse and interconnected world. So that's a lot to unpack. The, the, the question that I want you to ask yourself is, are you falling victim to fundamental attribution error? Are we judging others based on their behaviors rather than looking at the conditions or the environment that's causing people to behave a certain way? You know, if someone is afraid of something, they're going to behave in a certain way. If someone is surprised by something, they're going to behave in a certain way. And if we don't consider the, uh, the environment around their behavior, we tend to just judge them. They're being careless. They don't care about their job. They're being lazy. We have missed the entire external component that contributes to someone, especially a rational, Otherwise, normal human being, exhibiting behavior that may not be considered normal by others around them. You know, it makes me think of the lady on the airplane that's gotten so much uh, press. That was, you know, yelling about sitting next to something. Something triggered her, and she may very well have some, uh, you know, some emotional issues going on, some, some psychosis going on. She's probably an otherwise normal person around the people who care about her. And she was triggered by something. So the question that we would ask is, instead of judging her behavior and calling her something crazy, Craig, you know, whatever you want to call her, why don't we consider the environment around her? What was her trigger? What triggered her to behave in a certain way? So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get notified every time I drop a new episode. And if you'll do one thing for me, if you'll go to www.johngrubs.com, that's J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S.com, you can download a free copy of one of my books. This book sells for $20 on Amazon. People say, John, why do you give your book away? I give my book away because you just gave me the most precious gift one human can give another and that is your time. And in exchange for your time, I'm giving you a free copy of one of my leadership books. Also on my website, www.johngrubbs.com, you can have a lot of free information. I've got tons of articles, I've got links to videos. There is an entire ecosystem of knowledge there for you to have at your disposal. And if you have a topic or if you want me to go deep or if you have a question, you can actually reach out to me via my website and I will respond. I will get back to you. Uh, if, you, wanna, you know, have, if you want me to cover a different topic that you may not have seen, I can certainly consider that as a podcast episode for a future episode. So this podcast is for people who are crazy enough to do things differently. This podcast is for people who are crazy enough to go against the grain. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.